Yeah, so my name's Matt Forrest and I'm my other name that I'm known by, I guess, is Off Grid Entrepreneur. Um, various different businesses and also metaphysics and also book writer, screenplay writer, music producer. So wear quite a lot of hats. Um, and really the, the show was of interest because the science aspect has obviously been done to death and has left quite big gaps. And the kind of subject matter that you're into from NDEs to whatever kind of neatly link in with like the spirituality unification with science so uh, that that was what kind of drew me towards what you do with your show really mm. i wouldn't exactly call it a show because it's not not very popular <laughs> but it, it's right. more it's, it's a it's a kind of a research thing for me mainly but anybody else that, that's interested that's why i share it but yeah that makes sense yeah cool. so yeah i mean you're um as you say, an entrepreneur, you've done many different things, but you're interested in, um, okay, what's your, your books called that you wrote, The Meaning of Life? Yes, yeah, so it's a series that's The Meaning of Life being the main one. So there's uh, When the Black Dog is Barking Up the Right Tree is the first. Then Up the Rabbit Hole rather than Down the Rabbit mm -hmm. Hole being symbolic of the fact that Down the Rabbit Hole implies you going into a different reality, whereas I would argue that coming up uh, the rabbit hole is where we are actually is kind of the rabbit hole world and that there's a more authentic one uh, where we would deem that as down the rabbit hole. Um, then there is the simple truth, which is basically a version which is more accessible uh, to the general public because it's less scientific. So the pitch really level of the first two books is, um, I guess, kind of a brief history of time kind of level. So um, it is accessible. Um, the mathematics is in book two. But on the whole, it's fairly accessible, even though it's fairly scientific and highly logical. And then beyond that, there's Off-Grid Entrepreneur, which links in with the same brand because it's not just about making money. It's about the lifestyle thing, about potential spirituality, no point in being rich if you're not happy, that kind of thing. Um, and then there's other stuff with memes and whatever. So they're kind of like a series. Mm -hmm. um, that's the, and that, the books actually link in with the business and the business ethos and the branding and what spins from there. So it's... It's not kind of random. They kind of do fit together. So. Mm. And their purpose is to kind of give people your theory of everything? Yeah, generally. the idea being that uh, there's been a flaw in science based on methodological naturalism, which basically means there's a ring fence around um, the idea that there's a potentiality for some force beyond randomness and that actually directs nature, if you like. And, and they've made an automatic assumption that that isn't the case. So even if evidence arises that that looks like it is the case, then that has to be dismissed on the base of, basis of how science is structured, which is obviously fairly arrogant because science being science, you should really just be looking at the evidence mm. and looking at science, you know, science yeah. by the scientific So. Yeah, I mean, the problem with science is we do need to make some suppositions in order to kind of operate. But it's, as you say, it's when evidence comes about to go against. I mean, one of the big suppositions, of course, is that the brain creates consciousness. That's a nothing. That's nothing but a supposition, but it works pretty well for our day to day life until some of these enormous experiences come out. And then, as you say, they're generally ignored or, or disregarded. So it's kind of getting beneath that strong supposition to get people to actually begin to look at this sort of thing. Yeah, the beauty is, though, which I think hopefully is one of its unique aspects, is that quite often there is um, 
quite a lot, well, substantial amount of evidence that uh, consciousness is, there's a primacy of consciousness and it's not in fact emergent, but that comes through things like NDEs, through altered states of consciousness, through drugs or whatever, but they're first person experiences. So therefore they're deemed by science as anecdotal. Uh, the point being is that the book method actually takes a look at the two aspects that are fundamental that break that problem. One of them is nothing new really, it was René Descartes, which is the, uh, I think therefore I am, or perhaps more aptly, I am conscious, therefore I'm aware also of the fact that there are limitations on my, um, you know, on linear time and whatever. So basically I, I think therefore I am. So there being a conscious awareness of being conscious which fundamentally is difficult to discard, even if you consider like a zombie scenario or whatever. It's, it has a fundamental realness about, about that, even if, everything, even if it's a brain in a bat and that everything else is completely manipulated matrix land, then at least the actual individual point of consciousness perspective and the, you know, the kind of, um, the, um, what's the word? the situation where there is an observer, if you like, yeah, that's the word observer, um, is a truism. But that's just the start because there is actually another angle to this and Schopenhauer kind of went towards it but never really followed through, which is the fact that even though we cannot say because the mind's eye model of the world is not a facsimile for the out there, which it transpires that the argument is that there isn't really an out there anyway, uh, not only with color transmission, which is created in the mind differently from where its object base is, but the object itself, which obviously quantum physics is start, you know, has been showing for a long time. But the point is, is that there is one pattern that is very important, which is the fact there is an absolute massive stance against randomness, not just an improbable sequence of non-randomness. So an ant, for example, just it's very living of moving across and having an intent, albeit that it doesn't understand its own intent, but that's not the point. It is taking a very specific stance against randomness. Now, you could argue that there's any different points along the chain where that occurs. So you could say that the, the human mind, for example, is responsible for that or it could be something beyond and it's an interpretation, but it kind of doesn't matter because the point is wherever that lies, that abstract element of, of the reality is as important really as the consciousness awareness is. And therefore there is a signature of order and therefore an underlying intelligence. And that kind of bit seems to have been missed. So we're not necessarily talking about intelligent design in, it's very relevant and it's akin to it, but it's actually even more fundamental. It's kind of more similar to the fact that it doesn't matter whatever coding you do as a programmer, the, the, the actual abstract part of coding always comes from the abstract realm. And then it comes within reality and it can manifest, you know, as pixels on a screen or a robotic arm moving. And it's the same kind of thing. So that gives a window at least to then explore. And once you kind of know that, you can obviously then start to look in detail at the paradoxes between how science is reporting what's going on. And you start to see things like different observer perspectives can give different answers, which means there are two different truths. 
which is you know not, not ideal. But then when you realise actually that everything's a singularity and the fact that the that the the realm that is projected outwards from it, then that gives an opportunity for different perspectives. But it wouldn't really matter because the fact that ultimately um, there is just a, like a singularity, and that answers all the questions about Big Bang, for example, which you know. If you talk with an atheist about that, they will try and say that it's straw man. If you try and put forward the there's two plus trillion <laughs> galaxies, of which maybe an average of 100 million stars, 100 billion stars, I should say, and all this came from a single point of nothingness that resided for any given time and had no reason to come about. You know, the story's like a, a rabbit from the hat, but not conjuring like a, like a real one and so even the idea of some kind of fluctuating sort of quantum froth of nothingness ready to happen well it's still got an existence and whatever whereas i know it ultimately means therefore that you're saying one fundamental miracle um which is basically that there was is and will always be infinite intelligence and that that creates physical material realms in one aspect that appear to be physical, but are not because they remain within the singularity and it's a special subset where it's a collapsed wave function of that. And therefore that still itself is mind-based. So it's a little bit like um, a Brahma. Um, and therefore there's no longer a paradox about something coming from nothing because it actually isn't really so. So, you know, like that's kind of the, 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 the line of thinking where, where, where all this can stem from the fundamental recognition of the fact there is something which is embedded, which is a, a big stance against randomness. And that goes all the way across evolutionary biology, whether it be sexual selection or natural selection. So, mm. so essentially, there's a lot there to take in. Um, so essentially, that there is some kind of what we're saying is there's some kind of intelligence at the base of, of reality. It's kind Indeed, of what I'm yeah. getting what, from it. What I would say actually is that there is um, intelligence and intent. You would call it because it's purified and therefore it's a oneness that that oneness can be defined as love also. But the point being is it, it has an intent because it, it has in the same way you have kinetic energy and potential energy, the potential energy really is like the singularity and all its potential possibilities and manifestations or experiences. And simultaneously, because there's no such thing as linear time in that now, there is also infinite points of consciousness. And those infinite points of consciousness represent life. And that doesn't necessarily necessarily mean human life. That can be the center point of a moon, which is a binary construct around uh, this point of consciousness which is in the world, but not of it. So therefore it effectively centers around a black hole, but all black holes likewise, um, despite the effects that mind have to create that gravitation uh, are, are of the world, not in, in the world. So yeah, you, to answer your question, then, then, then yes, <laughs> in a long way. <laughs> so do you think that that um, base of, of intelligence and intention then is what some would consider God? Yeah, I think there's different names for it. So there's uh, universal consciousness, the source, God. Um, yeah, it's just it's just uh, infinite intelligence and, and, and 
I don't see a problem with labeling it because it kind of is that. But of course, that then starts to conflict with what people yeah. perceive as in terms of the religious one, yeah. which can obviously. I mean, so. di- different words have different baggage associated with them, and it, you kind of get pushed away from the concepts. So it sounds like that your base kind of philosophy of life is a panpsychist view. It's similar, but with panpsychism, they tend to look at the fact that they are that the elements are actually the consciousness resides within the construct itself. So an ant would be um, built on panpsychism itself Mm -hmm. or a rock or whatever, uh, the components of a rock. I argue differently. Actually, there's nothing new other than the fact it's brought up to up to speed with the terminology of, of information therefore binary but effectively it's um it's uh, real realism uh is that the right word <laughs> I you're asking the wrong bloke about philosophy i don't i haven't got a clue what all these labels mean yeah well in effect you've got panpsychism which is the underlying aspect is the consciousness that dry, that's within there therein which is uh, einstein's kind of take as well um and then there's there's uh, idealism and the idealism has similarities but the point being is like i said before that if you take a tree and the tree is made of cells so that it's not just the essence of the tree it's actually the points of consciousness that are within the cells that operate jointly so in a human being that would be for example the neuron so each neuron is an individual point of consciousness that is in tandem and operates together hence to access and create you know, for the intelligence of the realm but also the the qualia um but when you actually analyze a neuron it, it, there's two kind of sides to it one is a binary construct um which is the physical representation in our world and then what drives it and what's the essence within it is outside of that world because the point being is that which you can prove with things like the, the sort of light aspects and how uh, singularities work and how entanglement is and whatever the idea is that it's actually a false realm anyway only false in the fact that it has no physicality in the way that we believe the same way as an object doesn't but therefore the spacing is created by the mind so the binary aspect is binary yes but actually it's a singularity also because it's just a subset of the quantum realm and uh, the the actual binary construct which is time framed uh, so that you, for example, sit within 13.8 billion years worth of data, but your finger uh, is, 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 has data that's transmitted that's fairly close, whereas the sun is like eight minutes and, I don't know, 20 seconds away from you and whatever. But in actual reality, the sun, the photons from the sun are hitting your retina at the exact instant that they're setting off. So that's kind of the true element, and it's our consciousness perception and for want of a better word, it's like a hijacking of it because the subconscious is already in that, always was, will be, and whatever, and that's what kind of lives on. That's the aspect that's relevant to NDEs and all the rest of it. And it's almost like a hijacking. Um, the, the theory being is that that's on purpose to, because the idea of the intent is to have infinite experiences of which we're in one, and there are pros to that. It is said that people who die and uh, and they, they they channel messages back about the different realms or whatever that 
one thing that people miss in this realm is the fact that it's got that kind of slow down physicality, linearity, and that um, when they're in, let's call it the proper realm, it's a bit like putting your hands into rubber gloves into a like one of those sort of fish tanks that they use for science where you're not actually properly connecting with it. So they, they do miss they do miss this realm. So there's still an important aspect to it. But of course, when you're in this realm, it can be very much, um, you know, like a, a roller coaster journey, you know, in terms of uh, because we've got the duality and therefore we've got pain and pleasure, you've got black and white, you've got dark and light. Mm -hmm. It does mean that it can, uh, you know, it can be a, a hell as well as a heaven and yeah, whatever. Oh, it certainly can, yeah.